I I got my COVID vaccine uh, two days ago, and you know the vaccine itself was perfectly fine. I um, walked in extraordinarily hot weather through Denver, Colorado, to the uh, to the ballpark, and there's the vaccine station set up over there. Pretty much just rocked up, and they popped one in my arm, and uh, because I'm I've got a shellfish allergy, they wanted to just monitor me for like 15, 20 minutes to make sure that I didn't have an anaphylactic reaction. Um, and then I went to back to my hostel and I, uh, I had a beer with some of the people over there and I went to sleep. And then at three o'clock in the morning, I woke up shaking and sweating and just feeling absolutely awful. And I couldn't sleep at all. Mm. Um, so at like five o'clock I woke up, oh, sorry, I got out of bed and I took a shower. And then I had to get on a train and it was hot and the train was delayed by an hour and a half. And then when I was finally on the train, this is yesterday, I was like, my entire body was sore. I had a headache, I felt a bit nauseous. And the train was going at only 10 miles per hour because of the heat, the tracks were slightly warped. So they weren't allowed to travel very fast. So what wow. was supposed to be a four hour train ride was an eight hour train ride. And there was this dude next to me who kept to try and talk to me and I just I didn't have the energy for it I was just like I was like this close to having a cry on the train <laughs> uh, but I am now feeling great I've had a good night's sleep uh so it's it's just one day uh, vaccine that it feels quite shit um but yeah I'm alive and in uh, yeah. Aspen, Aspen Colorado so up in the uh, in the ski mountains but middle of summer yeah so there's no snow right that there actually is we drove past so what they do is they um they take they they have a process of like taking snow down from a higher part of the mountain mountain and moving it down and then taking care of it so essentially just making sure that it gets compacted and clumped together so people can ski on it and it broke my brain a little bit because i like i'm like it's 36 degrees celsius outside and there's snow right over there and people are skiing on it what is happening (laughs) they must have like these uh huge like chillers or what like no no no, nothing like that prevent prevent melting like so it turns out that snow is actually it takes a lot of energy to melt because it's so reflective um and at night it's still pretty like it's not cold here at night right now but it's not hot uh Hmm. so you know the during the night it sort of settles and then during the day it actually takes a lot of energy to molten it's not going to last for very long but it's there um and then Hmm. by by um preserving it they kind of like clump it together so that it's got you know so it keeps itself cool just in lieu of the fact that it's next to more snow Um, yeah i guess i guess just the top layer would like melt off right and the the rest if it's uh, compacted enough maybe not um, and then where are you where are you working now? So so I, I uh, I'm currently at the W Hotel in Aspen. I'm not staying in this hotel. I'm just uh, I'm just using the Wi-Fi, um, uh, and it's uh, they've got some comfortable seating. There's a glass fire pit over there, so there's a whole bunch of um, oh, wow propane that burns out of there. So this is a ski town, right? So they need to make sure to they can yeah. stay warm in winter. Um, and for the next week or so, I'm just going to be working out of uh, coffee shops around here, maybe out of Tanner's house. Um, if I come back up to Aspen, uh, probably out of here, the W Hotel. Uh, I, get, and I, guess, yeah. bring, 
I guess during the winter it's used as like a a party spot, right? Like exactly. I remember watching some of those like old school movies, like Hot Tub Time Machine and stuff like that, where it's like <laughs> party village in in Aspen, right? Yeah. So so Aspen is like a it's very expensive over here because it's it's kind of like um it's kind of like uh front hook in south africa where it's you know expensive and, and bougie um but it's also yeah. kind of hipster and it's got a lot of like very active people so there's like mountain biking around the area and obviously you're you're skiing and you're rock climbing and you're um you're paddling so fairly interesting mm. and how are you hoping to balance it out like uh obviously you've got the work and you've got the the need to go out and explore and uh like yeah experience the world right so so i'm fairly practiced at this considering i've been i've been working remotely for the past say four years uh or more four and a half years so three of them at, at get my boat with a official job and then the past year and a half working for myself and my company um and i'm glad that it started out with me having to work for a company where i was an employee first because I had to cultivate that ability to uh, to work consistently while I was traveling. Whereas I think if I had started by being self-employed, it would have been a lot harder to cultivate it because you don't actually have to. <laughs> yeah, you're not um, forced to by by a deadline or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, so so uh, working remotely is it, it's it can be a lot of fun, but it does take a lot of um, like self-discipline i mean you know you know all about that you've been essentially working remotely in south africa for the past six months and uh we've been we've been mostly uh, chilling together at co-working spaces um but every now and then a good coffee shop uh or a uh airbnb or something works quite well um i i think that the uh the self-discipline is something that i'm uh having to lean on fairly heavily now that i'm working alone it's like okay uh from nine until at least two o'clock it's going to be like heads down time <laughs> and yeah then exactly early afternoon so i found myself uh i feel like i'm a bit of a creature of habit right because uh like i thought i'd also be like moving around quite a lot when i came down here maybe not during the lockdowns in the UK because you kind of just have to stay at home. So what I realized there is that I really hate just working from home, uh, just ha not having that disconnect. Um, so I like being here, I've got the co-working space, but I also pretty much always go to the same one. So mm. I don't know if it's something that I can't be bothered to decide. Um, so I just decided to just go, go to that one because it's like less decisions in your day yeah um, i know the wi-fi is good <laughs> and i know the wi-fi wi-fi is good so it's kind of a predictable experience and that, and that's part of like the worry right because you like in the role that i do is i talk to customers quite a lot um i speak to you know my team back in the uk uh i'm speaking to people all over like i need to have good internet right yeah uh, and whereas before i used to kind of worry a little bit about it because i was like worrying if I would get to like a cafe on time. Now that I've got that spot, it kind of is my like anchor. So I can always go there mm -hmm. if I need to. And yeah. uh, I find myself uh, starting to wander a little bit more. So like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. 
I think like the, uh, other, we, the other day when I was like chilling outside the the, the bar <laughs> on that little little table having a call, so I, I wasn't too worried about that. But it also depends on the type of meeting. I wouldn't do that for like a really important meeting. Yeah, um, I hear you. Is I, I found uh, even when I'm, um, let's take for instance, doing a like full fled full fledged travel, so like going to a different town every you know two or well, one or two weeks is. I will generally find that one space that I go to and like become a regular there for that week. So, you know, rock up there in the morning, be like, bonjour, uh, bonjour, Guillaume. Uh, one, <laughs> just, you know, my, my black Americano, please. And then uh, <laughs> get, in, uh, get into the work day, at least for the first half of the day there. And then, um, so it's like, yeah, also my base is, is definitely a useful thing to have. Um, I'd say that that was a lot more, uh, I, I was a lot more like that when I was working for a company where I had, you know, more strict like work hours and, uh, I also had much more consistent, um, like check-ins with other people. Whereas currently I, I just check in three times a week with, uh, the person who runs the social media and uh, blog for just sketch me. And that's been good. It's been a nice consistent thing um but it's not as imperative that it's you know it's not like one of those dev calls where there's seven people on the call and you need to like riddle out some some stuff or a sales call like what you're doing or uh you know a solutions solutions architectical <laughs> and and i guess like you need to like have that kind of ambition inside of you to continuously want to build yeah. Uh, so that you don't taper off into like, into like just sitting. The... Yeah. One of the things that I realized a, a while back is that when it comes down to it, it's um, yes, things do need to be engaging. And if they're not engaging for too long a time, then, you know, you need to figure something out. Um, but sometimes you also just have to be comfortable with, with going and doing something, even though you're not motivated to do it. Right. You just, it's not like, oh, I'm inspired to do this right now because you, that inspiration fluctuates and mm -hmm. you still have to get, you still have to get stuff done. Um, yeah. So it's just about sitting down and doing it, uh, even if you're not really feeling it. Um, and I, one of the, uh, is that I did that with get boats is, um, I would, well, like the first thing that I need to do there, right. It's like, okay, uh, I need to do is I just need to sit down and I need to just spin up the local, the local server that I'm working on and uh, open up my email, open up the Slack, open up GitHub. And once I've got all of those things open, I can't not do anything. Like I know like setting up all those, well, setting up all the services and opening up the GitHub, it's super easy to do, right? I, I'm not daunted by it. But then once they're all open, I'm not going to sit there and be like, all right, that's done. Time to close my laptop. It's like, oh, okay, hello, well, let me start working on an issue. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I tend to agree. It's, it's kind of the same as like habit forming. Like when you want to go to the gym, they say you must rather try and just go to the gym first. And then like once you're there, you're like, well, I might as well uh, just do a workout. But the one thing that I wouldn't do that I've started to do recently is uh, not open the emails first. Cause I find that kind of sucks you in and maybe, in, maybe for you, it is like your main your currency in terms of like your work. 
because most of your communication is via support requests and via uh, your, I guess you got Slack too. But one thing yeah, that I got into the habit of is, <laughs> yeah, one other person, uh, maybe two, Simon as well. Simon every um, now and then, yeah. So like one of the things I was doing for quite a while this year is like opening with the emails and then you immediately get distracted and you suddenly like doing like a kind of reactive mode rather than being like more active. Mm. Um, so uh, that's kind of what I've started doing in the last couple of weeks is like leaving the emails till later in the day. But then again, like the emails are so boring, like sometimes I don't even read them. Uh, so, so there's, there's downsides too, but like, we still do quite a bit of communication via Slack. So yeah, there's any, anything pressing and it's, it's more that like quadrant thinking of like urgent, important. So if mm -hmm. it's, uh, urgent and important, you do it. And if it's not you delegate and all of those kind of, uh, decision frameworks. Um, yeah. I hear you over there is that I, I find that I certainly have had to stop also opening up whatsapp and tele on my computer as soon as i uh, open up for for work for the day because then you know i'll spend like the first half of the day sorry the first like a half hour 45 minutes of the day just like yeah, answering the messages that i have on telegram and you know then that starts chats with people and and off i go um and i i certainly don't i used to uh open up hacker news uh which is just a news aggregator for a bunch of tech related news at the beginning of the day every day and then i would spend you know the first couple of hours like reading articles and everything terrible terrible for productivity terrible. um and i don't do that anymore <laughs> so so do you think it's the future is it the future is remote working uh, are we all going to be remote and we're never going to have offices again no no i'd say that there's always going to be a place for in-person work don't misunderstand i think that um i think that remote work is great Right. I love working remotely. I would like the opportunity to, I would like the option of working, you know, part on part off, um, just cause it's really nice to be around coworkers, sharing ideas, bouncing ideas off of each other. And those sort of like coincidental interactions that leads to you building better things, developing better relationships with your coworkers. Um, I firmly believe that people do work better together when they're uh, work better when they're co-located. But when it comes to employee satisfaction uh, and work-life balance, completely the other the other way around is like uh, remote working is you know you don't commute, you work in a place that is more conducive to the work that you're doing, um, that works well for you. You might also be able to like work at times that are more conducive to to work for you. Um, but I'd say that there's always going to be a space for for uh, co-located working yeah exactly and, and like we've uh, there's like been an announcement for amazon that we can go back from like september and do three days a week so it's going to be quite interesting but what i also in like listening about the topic and like remote working right it's it's kind of like an age thing too you know, we're, we're more likely as, as kind of younger people in the tech industry, we're going to be more interested in staying at work and uh, having that sort of longer working hours and, and like more collaboration. But as you get older, like people with families and all of that, they, they their priorities kind of shift away from like career building and like business building to more like family orientated stuff. So 
for them, I think it's more like gener it's more like an age or like a, a where you are in your life, right? You like mm. you you're not you're not going to always want to remote work. Some uh, or you you're going to want to remote work, but not for the right reasons. Yeah, uh, I think it's I think it's kind of like a backpacker's hostel, right? Is that when you're young, like being around other young people and like interacting with them is really exciting. But but by the time you're you know a bit older, you're like oof. Going and living in a backpacker's hostel for a, for a week or two sounds daunting, um, and I absolutely think so. It's like uh, my my job as a video game developer at Sea Monster. I really enjoyed working with the people who I was working with. I really enjoyed the space I was working in. Um, sometimes, or I, I enjoyed the work I was doing, but that wasn't like there was some good work, there was some bad work. Uh, when I was working at Get My Boat. Like I, I liked the people who I worked with, but I didn't know most of them. The, uh, I guess the only person who I know really well from that work is Tanner, who's sitting right here. <laughs> hey, Tanner. Uh, um, and so I was. I, I don't think I was ever as invested in the work community uh, when I was working for Get My Boat as I was with uh, Sea Monster, um, and I. I kind of miss that. I miss that proper collaborative feeling of being surrounded by your coworkers, just kind of grafting day in and day out. And I think it's because I'm still at that point in my life, right? I'm 28 years old. Uh, I'm still. I still got like a bit of bit of spunk and vigor in me. I don't. I don't have uh, kids that I'm taking care of. I don't uh, have, uh, you know, a, a household that requires my time. Um, but the reason that I did take on remote working is because I wanted to travel and it's uh, tough to, to travel when you're co-located. Yeah. Um, and it's, uh, it's also like, I think there's an element of, uh, like trust that's built up. I mean, you, you, for your coworkers, you're all like effectively in the trenches and you, you feel like that camaraderie, but from mm -hmm. like management point of view, uh it's becoming like a, a thing where they want to kind of manage people so having people in the office kind of gives them an idea of what they're working on yeah and there's there's this there's this notion that maybe people who want to remote work maybe also shirking their jobs or not doing their jobs as effectively so like how i'm interested to know like how does i know with coding it's maybe a little bit easier because you can always check pull requests and like the commit history yeah but in some of the more like like not so well-defined kind of measuring jobs like how do we how do we know that like so and so is actually working and not just spending time with his family yeah so that's actually a that's actually a really good that's a really good uh topic for discussion is uh i went from working remotely as a developer to now having a person who is doing something fuzzy marketing working for me remotely um yeah and uh it with get my boat the way that we managed it was actually better than sea monster managed it despite being located uh, co-located is we had a whole bunch of processes that we set up and refined over you know multiple years that would allow us to plan effectively despite us being asynchronous and remote um so when I went and I logged into my various accounts in the morning, 
I knew exactly what I was working on for that day. I didn't have to like shoot off an email or a Slack to someone else because they'd probably be asleep. Um, I just, everything was there. So, so that's what that asynchronous, like that was very important for the asynchronicity is by, is making sure you have all those processes so that people know what it is that they're doing and they have work on their plates and they don't have to dig for it. Um, and we did that through, you know, various things like our planning sessions at the beginning of, of the sprint, um, making sure that all the tasks were, uh, you know, predefined and uh, ready for you to pick up, um, categorized correctly. And then also like um, once you're finished with like this bit, you would open up a pull request, you would flag someone with it, you would put a couple of tags on it so that it's categorized correctly. And then, you know, when they wake up and log online, they can go and they can review that pull request go on with their work um with uh the marketing with like trying to figure out how effectively i'm working with uh with uh, my marketing manager it's i've taken a bit of learnings from that um but we also make sure to touch base uh via a video call three times per week because some of the stuff needs to be like discussed and brainstormed about uh whereas you know, outside of planning on a coding on a as a developer is you don't necessarily have to work with someone else. It's nice to work with someone else, um, but you can do it entirely in isolation. Whereas uh, with with uh, just SketchMe's marketing is like we need to decide how to build relationships, do some business development, uh, what direction are we going to take with the brand image. Um, so we do have sort of like tasks and processes like we have uh, what like we had with development work but uh and then also at the end of every day Dante will just like pop a whole bunch of just a list of the things that he's worked on for the day so that when we have the call the next day um I can take a look through that and be like okay let's talk about this let's talk about this what are the plans for the next couple of days and go from there um I don't know if it's the most effective way of working I would have to um test you know do a-B testing on it, uh, yeah. but I'm comfortable with it and we're making progress and he's happy and I'm happy. And I think that that's what's important for me, for my company right now. Yeah. And it's also, it's also just, uh, it's like one person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah, exactly. Easy to one tell. person's easy. But if you look at, if you look, look at like a larger company, uh, I can kind of understand, especially with like South Africa and the kind of older mindsets of, you know, bums on seats, you got to have like workers in the office on the lap, on their computers. Uh, yeah. So, so I will pose you a question is that if you were, if you were, uh, let's say hypothetically running the accounting, like the accounting division at, uh, Deloitte, right how would you like what kind of processes would you conceptually put in place to make sure that people were doing their work because it's not like planned and broken down quite like programming uh and it's a much larger group of people i don't know it depends i i, I think like the auditing field has its own like mechanisms i guess but that is that is the thing you need like if you if you're having to do like these big accounting like related things you maybe I mean, I don't know the field to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I I can barely like account for my own like well-being, but um, <laughs> so so. Um, but I am sure there are kind of mechanisms. The, the the hardest things are obviously like you know things that require some tangible uh, skill. Like you'll never get rid of tradesmen, right? Yeah. Or tradesmen. Um, yeah, there, they'll people. always be there in in 
yeah so they'll always they'll always have to like always have to have like a, they, like that can't be remote so um but i but i'm i'm a big fan of uh hubs so especially uh and we spoke about it before in terms of uh your commute i like the commuting aspect and having like a distance to work makes you like more sad mm. <laughs> so the longer you commute the the like especially in cars like commuting in cars is like the worst um i i kind of like the idea of hubs uh, where you can kind of have a work space maybe like a we work or something like that that's local so you can have the option to meet up mm. um but you still have the flexibility to work from wherever. So if you were to uh, start a company, you know, this year, uh, and let's say, for instance, grow from you and one other person to say 50 people, uh, what would that look like for you? Let's take, for instance, you're you're running a uh, a web app. That yeah. Or a, yeah. So I would still I'd still be in favor of having like teams like core teams like if there's like a like a core product like that team being able to sit together for at least a couple of days especially for development stages mm -hmm. like i know one thing that i struggle with at the moment is things like whiteboarding like yeah. coming up like the ideation phase like just i don't i don't have a tablet i don't have like one of these like fancy whackums so i it's really about uh like that collaboration and i feel like you need to have it um but also um once it gets to a certain size you do have certain more fuzzy jobs that come in like you'll have salespeople that don't necessarily need to be in the office as long as you have defined metrics and you have as you said like some sort of strong management where you can say like well these are the outcomes and once you hit those outcomes then then it's fine and you can you can go about your business um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you over there is I, I'd say if I were to grow out a software company right now, I would definitely be located at least two days a week uh, with, you know, the ability to come and work the office or the co-working space or whatever full time if you want. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, like, we got to get out of this mindset of, um, be like like as an employee you're paid for your time mm. uh you're actually paid for your output so so yeah. if you can detract that and, and and i think that's the kind of mind shift that we need to take is that like some person who's like really good at their job and gets it done in half the time he can do whatever he wants with the other half of his time um and that should not be any any like any business of the company right um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Is rather I, than I think forcing him to stay a certain certain time limit, but I mean, you do get like the the overachiever, or you get the people who are really uh, passionate about their jobs, and they'll obviously do better because they put it they getting double the output in, in the same amount of time. Yeah, but, when I was working at uh, at Sea Monster, I uh, I felt like a lot of the time I was there unnecessarily, um, even though there wasn't work for me to do. Uh, it I'm trying to remember this, there's a something syndrome of like, uh, you have to be there even though you don't have anything to do and you just sit around and it actually feels quite shit and demotivating. Um, whereas yeah, if I'm working is it, from- Is it presenteeism? 
Pre presenteeism that's exactly it is yeah. you know if i'm at home i can close my laptop and go and make myself a cup of tea uh or if i'm at a coffee shop i can close my laptop and order a cup of tea or you know take a walk around read a book um whereas doing like going and sitting on the couch and reading a book at work uh you know at the office is a bit of a foreign concept <laughs> yeah um and it's also like it also relates to how your your business is measuring those outputs too like i noticed working previously in support you get very specific numbers that you have to hit in terms of like your metrics right and that was kind of good because you knew like once you hit your metrics you pretty much can like uh you know take take the take the foot off the accelerator you know do some other things and now when i've moved to a more sales role it's it's also like you kind of long for those like hard tangible metrics because then you can like hit them and then you know you don't have to you know worry about you know demotions and although that doesn't happen yeah where we work but like i can imagine in general you you have you know some guy at the end of the at the end of the quarter or the end of the year is going to have to evaluate your performance and if they're thinking oh this guy was never in the office rather than uh what did he what did he give for the business what did he what processes did he create what value did he create then you know it's going to have to be something different so another really important thing with uh with remote working is making sure that you get the plug adapter for the country that you're visiting and i'm currently in the united states and i'm still running my laptop hasn't been charged since south africa and I'm nearing the end of it. So we are actually going to have to cut this conversation slightly short. Uh, otherwise we might lose this recording. Um, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, I think we've covered uh, our bases quite well in, you know, what was this been half an hour so far? Yeah, it's been about half an hour. Um, okay. I guess. Yeah. So where are you, where are you off to next? We could just close I'm, it up. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hang around here in the mountains for the next, uh, week or so, uh, I'm going to go to a hot spring over here, do a hike, maybe do some, some white water rafting, some mountain biking, and then um, potentially buy a junker and uh, drive through to New York to see my brother, who's also going to fly in to get the jab. Mm. What about yourself? That's awesome. Cape, Cape Town's a bit rainy right now, yeah? It's very rainy, and it's uh, quite cold, and as you can see, it's like dark which is why i'm probably not as switched on as usual it's, uh, it's like just about half past nine here so um yeah this weekend i'm hoping to go for maybe do some mountain biking too uh but also i'm gonna go for a hike maybe over in helderberg so right, that um, that's awesome, gonna man. be quite quite intense uh i haven't hiked the helderberg mountain in, in a good couple of years you know once you're in cape town you kind of just stick to table mountain yeah uh, so i'm quite excited to take on the Helderberg one more time well i hope it's lovely i'm gonna end this recording uh because i'm so close to the end of my battery that i that i'm just I'm, i've got anxiety <laughs> about losing it um let's uh it's been awesome chatting to you yeah and looking forward to our next one yeah thank you <laughs>